Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everyone, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, a show where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar is my good mate, Ash Wallace. Ash, how are we going today? I am super. It's good to be back inside of my house and not outside of it where I was stuck for about, I don't know, 45 minutes earlier today. You bloody so, goose. That's why you call yourself Goose Goose on Discord. Yep. Yeah. I, I cover it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Just if, if someone's even uh, more of a goose, well, they call themselves Goose Goose Goose. <laughs> goose to the power of three. <laughs> yeah. Geese, geese. <laughs> Gander. And we've uh, no brought on another delinquent. Don't know why I found that so hard to say. But <laughs> Daniel Treadray is joining us this week as well. Dan, how are you going? Ah, oh, doing, doing all right. Doing not too bad, yeah. considering I'm down a down an appendage at the moment. But oh, down no. a digit. Say right. <laughs> so, uh, a digit. <laughs> down a digit. How's the how's the lack of the digit going? So you've broken your finger. Which is just... I have, yes. You're, you're a goose um, as well. Bloody hell, we've got a bunch of geese. I, I'm, I'm just a singular goose. I'm not a goose goose. No, yeah, fair enough. Not, not, not a gander yet. Not, not goose squared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not, not even not a goose, goose cubed. Just just one goose. <laughs> just one Silly goose. duck even. You know what? I, I quite like geese. They're just a lot of fun to call people on the House of Mario. I call Bryce a goose all the time, and I don't know if he likes oh. it that much. I and thought you meant actual geese. I'm like, have you ever been near a goose? They are awful animals. Angry. <laughs> angry at angry birds. Because I don't run into geese that often. You know, they're not, you know, we've got swans, we've got ducks and that. All, on, all on those the, geese running around Millicent. Yeah. I just feel like I could take on a goose. I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't be that afraid of a goose. It comes up and puts its, ar- not its arms, it puts its wings out. If I had arms, that would be terrifying, but <laughs> it puts its wings out, it honks, it squawks. But I reckon like, you know, a couple of boots to the guts and grab its neck and just make sure you don't get scratched and not intimidated by its wings. I think you'll be right. But There's that video that's gone around the internet a couple of times of the goose uh, managing to scare off the elephant just by getting angry and flapping at it. If you don't know if you've mm. seen that before, I, I haven't seen it, but you know, the elephants are animals. Though. Elephants that are scared elephant of. Was, sorry, but that I'm, elephant was wise to run. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Drew. No part of that. I story. thought when you said sorry that you. <laughs> That's all good. I just think that you know, elephants are scared of mice. So, you know, gentle yeah, creatures. Prove that, that on MythBusters that they were scared of mice as well. It's mm. not just a legend. Yeah, I don't know what they have to Legend be scared about. Did um, sorry, back in the day, did an elephant get like attacked by a mouse and it just crawled up its leg and there was nothing the elephant could do to it because it's just so it small. Was, like, and it was that terrifying that it is now wired into the elephant's genome that every oh. elephant is afraid of mice. Mm. I just maybe wanna... elephants are just really cautious of the plague or something, and they're like mice. Mm. They carry the plague. Got to stay away. I just want to see an elephant just go spastic on a mouse, just like smashing its <laughs> trunk around, trying to just destroy this mouse. And the mouse could just be I mean, on all that really have to do is step on it. So mm. yeah, we, we would have to do next to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Copper Raja, you stomp on Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Pikachu, Pikachu's got nothing on a Copper Raja, you know, being a being a steel type. So it's all good. Pikachu was reduced to roadkill. 
<laughs> Pikachu is suffering from many severe injuries. Yeah, well, bad luck, Pikachu. Bad luck, mate. All right, boys, you guys got a drink here for tonight, do you? I've got, a, I've got the six-pack from last week. I've got the Furfy Crisp Lager, which I'm quite looking yeah, forward I'm to getting into. Yeah, I'm the same six-pack. I've got my refreshing ale still. I haven't had the Crisp Lager before, though, actually, so I think when I, I do, event- do, do eventually whittle this six-pack away down to nothing, I will, I'll have to partake in the, in the Crisp Lager and just see what it's like because I used to be a massive fan of, like, Carlton Dry mm-hmm. in my younger day, you know, when I think everybody drank Carlton Dry when they were younger. <laughs> when yeah. I was, like, 17 and we were, like, underage drinking at house parties and stuff that was just like everybody would bring just like two six packs of Carlton Dry and you'd like everybody would be like drinking other people's drinks as well because just everybody was drinking Carlton Dry I still drink Carlton Dry every now and again but oh don't get me wrong I still like Carlton Dry but I've I think I've told you my um Mm. beer preference and it's very questionable so I don't think you should take any anything I take say about beer very very seriously or very to heart because I don't think anybody agrees with me. You know what? I, I don't care what you drink. It's all good. I'm happy. You're happy, Ash. <laughs> what are you bringing to the table, Dan? I've got, I've got a beer that needs to be opened with a, with a bottle opener, but it's something <laughs> I got from my bottle shop that was on sale for $3, but it's imported from America. So, Ooh, fancy man. <laughs> yeah, Bud, Bud Very fancy. <laughs> is, it a, is it a Bud Light? <laughs> it is a Breakside limited edition sun ripened Chardonnay aged barrel golden ale. Jesus Christ. You're bringing up the class around it's, here. All right. It's a refreshing and light bodied summer sipper, which is absolutely <laughs> not fit for the weather we're having at the moment. Yeah. We aged a tart golden ale in a California just, Chardonnay barrel for six months before conditioning on freshly harvested white nectarines and delicate chamomile flowers. Savour the interplay of ripe stone fruit and light oak. Relish this glass of West Coast liquid sunshine on this dark stormy night here in Australia. Right. Is is that a beer or is that like a, some sort of herbal tea that you're drinking? <laughs> It's it's actually it's like a beer crossed with a soft drink to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah, I tried one of the like a beer like that recently at a pub that I was at, and it was it just tasted like um, what did it taste like? Not creaming soda, the other one, oh, the no. purple one, Pasito. Tasted like Pasito, and I used to love Pasito when I was a kid. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> if I was like. Because I just I don't really drink that much these days, but like if I was gonna drink, I'd be like that would be dangerous. I I don't mind this. I don't mind this, but I don't know if I would drink this all the time just after that first first little taste. Yeah, you can definitely taste that delicate stone fruit though. <laughs> can you taste the the Chardonnay barrel? Maybe a hint. Maybe just a hint of barrel. Forest floor. <laughs> <laughs> just a delicate bit of bark. <laughs> oh, well, enjoy, like the composer or the tree part? <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> well, well, Dan, enjoy your bark. Ash, enjoy your furphy. <laughs> Cheers, boys.
<laughs> cheers. <laughs> All right. So anybody that was me, me cheersing the microphone in lieu of cheersing each other's bottles. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think anybody that's listening would know, but we all like put the bottles up to the camera kind of when we did that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what you've che- got cheersing to do. works well in a in an audio medium for a visual act. Yes, definitely. Well, I've got the uh, I've got the crack sound effect. Like, like we're just opening beers, just constantly. <laughs> just, we're all drinking. We're <laughs> just um, putting. Them we're away. all drinking stubbies though, and that's a tinny crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, man! I can't predict what bloody drink you're gonna bring. <laughs> you I could predict what drinks you're gonna bring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> well, do I have to make a rule? Only bloody cans, boys. Don't you bloody bring any bottles here? Just force you to drink bloody warm cans. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, So, Ash, before the show, you mentioned that you locked yourself out of the house. That's why you're here at the pub with us. You can't actually get back inside. Um, So Locked out to this very minute. And I've got to say, like, last time I was locked out of my house, it was on my wedding day. So that was pretty (laughs) shit. (laughs) So that that wasn't I feel like you're going to have to elaborate on this. But, yeah, basically when I got home today because the shock mount for my – my microphone came today. Uh, the boom came yesterday, so I had that already set up, but I couldn't mount the microphone yet because this microphone needed the shock mount to mount to the boom. Yeah. Anyway, I was setting that up because I'd just gone to pick it up from the post office, and I have this thing where, like, I try to keep <clears> – <throat> pardon me. I'm always, like, trying to keep my room as clean as possible. So as soon as I, like, opened it up and everything I'd taken out of the box, the first thing I did instead of setting it up was, like – I tore the box down and I went downstairs to throw it in the recycling bin. And just like without thinking, I opened the door and I walked outside and I closed the door behind me. And as soon as I did that, I was holding like the box in my hands. I just turned around. I was like, shit. (laughs) Because we don't have, there's no door handle on the outside of our door. It's like key only. Mm -hmm. So I had nothing. I had nothing in my pockets and I was just holding this cardboard and I was stuck outside. My One of my housemates was home but he was in the shower and like, I was just like knocking on the door for like half an hour. I had nothing to do as well. I was so bored. I couldn't <laughs> go anywhere because I'm sure you're aware. Uh, we have COVID again in Melbourne mm-hmm. and I didn't have a mask on me. So like, I couldn't even just like go for a walk or anything. I was stuck in my front yard, knocking on the door without anything like no phone, no keys. So um, there's a we have a fridge in our carport. So literally, I just walked over to my fridge and started drinking cruises that were in the fridge because <laughs> I had nothing else to do. And then I was like, oh wait, I can use this. I started using the cruiser bottle to knock on the door because it was louder. <laughs> Still didn't work. Eventually, like I walked back and I could see into like my balcony because the blinds were up and I, my door was open. So I could see into the hallway and I could see like my housemate because he had gotten out of the shower by this point, but he still hadn't heard me. And I was being like so loud. I don't know how he didn't hear me. I could see that like the door to his bedroom was closed. And I was like, ah, I could see the lock on my screen door for my balcony as well, but I didn't know like what position was locked and what was unlocked. I was like, I wonder if my balcony door's unlocked. I climbed onto my balcony it was locked and then i was like <laughs> well now i'm stuck up here i can't get back down <laughs> and i was like leaning down trying to look under his door to see if i could see anything moving to see if he was in there because at this point i'm like how can he not hear me what is he doing where is he 
And as I was doing that, his door opened. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I'm like waving him down. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm locked out. I'm locked out. Please let me in. And before he came to let me in, he broke down laughing. Fair response. But he did let me in. I got in. I was out there for like half an hour to 45 minutes. It was awful. Mm. Yeah. I I would like to think you had like six cruises, you were pretty tipsy, <laughs> and you just started like throwing the bottles at like the window <laughs> upstairs just to try and get their it's attention. Like I considered it, but I was like, no, that's a terrible like, idea. Like in the I last of us, like trying to throw the bottles to get their <laughs> yeah, attention. Yeah, to get like people's runners. attention. <laughs> I just want my housemates' attention to be on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you throw yep. the bottle and they just go, oh, what was that? And they walk off like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the bottle, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, um, I had, I think, three. And yeah, I I was, I drank them really quick because it was literally the only thing I had to do was drink these cruises. <laughs> I would have like a mouthful and then I would stand there for like 10 seconds. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have another mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't opened the door yet. Better finish the drink. <laughs> I like. I literally. That was the only thing I had to do was drink those cruises and knock on the door. And <laughs> I did that for forty five minutes. And then what? The worst bit about climbing up onto the balcony was that I had no longer had access to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had those emergency cruises, though. Yeah, they Just, they really God. helped me. They pulled me through. Thank God for that. Anyway, that's my story about being locked out of my house. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a pain in the ass. You'll never do that again. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will not. There's a, there's a certain irony as well about being locked out as Melbourne goes into lockdown. Into lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, locked out. I, they're like, go go inside. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Like there's nothing I was thinking more. like as well, if like anybody saw me climbing onto my balcony, they'd be like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> what I want to know, Ash, is you've got a fridge outside that you had access to. Does that mean anyone just has access to that fridge outside? They can just well, go and get all your drinks and shit? I mean, I guess, yeah. We also have a chest freezer in the carport that's got about 30 meal preps in it, probably more. Yeah, well, yeah. You- realistically if anyone knows where i live that's listening come steal my stuff no um it's like we've got a carport at the front but the carport goes like pretty deep into the house like it's under my bedroom so Mm. you can get there but it's like it'd be pretty sketchy you'd be like walking like right into our property to do it yeah well it depends how good a meals you've prepped for everyone to come and (laughs) come and steal it not very good (laughs) If you want some preps, he, he says that he's just chicken. trying to keep his food to himself. <laughs> yeah, okay, keep away from my food, you grubby fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what flavor UDL? Oh, not what flavor cruises do you have in there, mate? Do you? Uh, they were there were two different flavors. They're not they weren't mine. Um, mm. oh, well, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, they were free, so. Uh, <laughs> much to my girlfriend's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that one was, God, I don't even remember. One of them was a mango raspberry or something and it was sugar free. And as soon as I opened it, I had a sip. I was like, that tastes like chemicals. 
And then the the next one was watermelon. Same thing. As soon as I opened it, sipped, it was like, oh, that just that almost tastes like more chemically than the last one. And then I was like looking at the bottles, like, hang on, this one's not even sugar free. Why does it taste like chemicals? Mm. And I've come to the conclusion that cruises just taste like chemicals. <laughs> Haven't had one in a long time. Thank God. Thank yeah, God. I don't think I will be after that for a long time. They're just gonna like, taste like chemicals and give me PTSD of being locked outside of my house. <laughs> <laughs> climbing up onto my balcony. <laughs> bloody hell. So, Dan, how did you break your finger, your bloody, your bloody wally? Uh, I broke it in the very first minute of a basketball game. So instead of getting to play out this game, I got to spend the night in the emergency room. Oh, oh Jesus. Fun. You actually spent the I whole paid, night paid there. Paid $11 up here for, at the game and then didn't even get to play. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's the real kicker. That happened to me once. I broke my nose in a game of indoor soccer that I paid like twenty dollars to play, and it happened in like the first five minutes. And then I had to go to like hospital. I feel like I, I just didn't need to get my money's worth here. And yeah, like, no, I know the it's feeling. It's like a finger as well. It's not like a huge injury. So it's like I've hurt my. I've taken myself out for a while with it like what is rel- a relatively small injury. Do you wish it happened like in like the last five minutes? So you got your money's worth, at least. Like I'm not mad that I hurt myself. I'm mad that I mad that I wasted that ten dollars. <laughs> so you said it's not even good finance. <laughs> you said before we started recording that it was dislocated first. Yeah. So if anyone is squeamish, um, maybe <laughs> tune out for the next ten seconds. I am. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I am squeamish. But my finger when I came off was pointing backwards. Oh, not 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 great. Couldn't feel it. It was like, and then one of my teammates was like, "Oh, why don't you just put it back in?" I'm like, "Mate, I can't feel this. I've never had to put a finger back in before." I don't Ooh. think that's a good idea. Don't word it like that. I um, <laughs> I dislocated my pinky finger in a game of AFL nines, which is like AFL except it's non-contact and it's nine aside. I um was trying to like dive to make a smother and I just landed full body weight on my pinky and I got up and it was like straight to the first joint and then it was a right angle. <laughs> Jesus. And like my immediate reaction was just to like grab it because I'm like, ah, and as soon as I grabbed it, it just popped it straight back in. Oh, that was I, I'm, I actually hurt myself when I was about 12 in a very similar way. Like going for a smother playing football in like year six, 10 to the gala day. <laughs> It's one of the only times I've ever had to wear a cast. No, no I've never so had to wear a cast. The lesson is don't smother when you're playing football. <laughs> yeah, just just run away from the ball. <laughs> that's how, if you don't that's how play, to sport, play sport, you can't hurt yourself. Have you played footy ever since? Um, I can't say I have. <laughs> <laughs> just turned you off for good. I've, um, I haven't that, really that hurt myself. That one tiny broken bone has just left me with a scar. Mm. I haven't hurt myself too much. I... um. When I was younger, I always like throughout high school, I'm like, oh, I've never broken anything. Then uh, the year after high school, broke my leg playing soccer. The ball like landed at bounce and I went to put my leg up to try and like knock it back down to control it. And it was in the goal square and the goalie just came out and just, he didn't even get the ball. He just came through with his leg and just fucking right through my leg. Just, oh. just dropped me in the, <laughs> just in the, in the goal square. And I went to, cause he was like, he was like rubbing his shin. Because it probably would have hurt him a bit too, not as much as it hurt me. But he's just like, oh. <laughs> clearly, and he just like he just like looked at me and just went, "You fucking cunt." I was like, 
<laughs> and Whoa, like, okay. and like, I, I, I was bloody furious. I went to like push myself up, and I just, I couldn't. I couldn't like push myself up. I'm like, oh fuck, something's wrong. Like, my body wasn't letting me get up. Like, obviously, there's nothing wrong with my um, my arms or anything, but just like the shock my body was in before I even knew yeah. what happened, and I just, I just could not move. But maybe, and, and the other goal is just they're swearing at you while you're just like dying in the mud. Yeah, well, to be, he made me that angry. Like standing over you as well. <laughs> he like made me that angry that um, if I did get up, he probably would have like broke my leg anyway. So <laughs> 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 he was a big boy. He was like a big, like you know, just a huge bloke. That's why I was in goalie. Yeah, he <laughs> he went right through me. <laughs> Pretty easy. Um, yeah, but, I've only yeah. ever had one serious injury. I did ligaments in my ankle playing footy. No, this wasn't even playing. This was at training. My only serious injury was at training. That put me out for, I don't know, half a season. We made finals that year and I couldn't play. It was oh, pretty devastating. Yeah. Um, so my mum my has this story that when I was three, I broke an unspecified bone because I jumped off the table thinking that I was Superman. Were you Superman? Were you? I was not Superman. Are you sure you weren't just around kryptonite at the time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be what the table was made out of. <laughs> <laughs> or the floor. What was it that broke your bones? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I reckon you should try it again, Dan. Make sure there's no <laughs> kryptonite around. Do it right now. Do it for us. Oh, all right, all right. I'll just jump off my laptop, land <laughs> on my laptop. already broken finger. <laughs> I was out for six weeks. Now I'm out for six months. <laughs> <laughs> because you jumped off your laptop. <laughs> How big's your laptop? Your so laptop like that. a very good support. It's, it's not the laptop. The, the, the problem is more my laptop takes up pretty much like, 50% of my desk, so... You got one of those big gaming laptops. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't call it... Yeah, I'd say it's more a pitifully small desk, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the desk fault, yeah. not the gaming laptop. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's time to go furniture shopping almost. Yeah, well, nothing's stopping you. You live in the city, mate. There's no lockdowns at the moment in Adelaide, is there? Uh, there is not, and I do have Ikea just five minutes walk away. Mm. You have to build it all yourself, five though. Five minute walk from Ikea? How convenient. You can go and get $1 hot dogs. Just to get some meatballs for lunch. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've been to Ikea (laughs) twice in my life. I I do not like that place. Uh, Yeah, I mean. It's such a stressful place. I only went in to get the food and then I was walking out. And because it's also school holidays here in South Australia. And I was just like silently fuming at myself for making the decision to go to Ikea when there would be lots of children running around and or walking, like families walking slowly in front of me, taking up the entire pathway. I just got to ask, why go it's to IKEA just for food? It. Is the food good or what? You got so <laughs> many options. For Swedish meatballs. <laughs> you, live, you live down the <laughs> road assembled from with an Chinese. Key. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had you, the you IKEA get, food. You get the ingredients. I've had the just flat packet yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the IKEA food. And I thought it was awful. <laughs> it was like when you go to like a shopping center and you get like the cheapest thing at the food court, it was like that, yeah. but 10 times worse. Yeah. Look, look, I'm not saying it's five-star cuisine. All I'm saying is I just had a craving for Swedish meatballs. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like loads of people love it though. I'm not, um, 
I think I'm actually in the minority here when I say that I hate IKEA food. It's like really like people love it. It's super popular. I think it's gross, but, but it, it's it's also super cheap as well. Like there are dollar hot dogs on the way out. Yeah. And I also like, just you get like a lamb shank for twelve dollars or something. <laughs> I also shank. just uh, hate hot dogs. I think I might have told mm. this story on here already, but I got food poisoning from a Wendy's shaken dog once. Yeah. And yeah, I can't eat hot dogs. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine what they put in a $1 friggin' hot dog? Could you imagine what's in Actual there? Actual dogs. Just <laughs> just like the toenails of dogs, not even the meat from the dog. Like, just oh, my whatever God. Whatever they have lying around the factory. The, the L- little bits of old sawdust from the flat pack furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just like... <laughs> probably. Just returned products, just mulched down. and That's <laughs> put into a hot dog. <laughs> I mean, environmentally friendly, though, just like reusing furniture for food. <laughs> I guess. Biodegradable. Back here onto a new business idea here. <laughs> apart from all the people dying from it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently the, the human body doesn't digest wood chips. Who knew? Yeah, well, yeah, well it's for, it's for science. We didn't know that well, before. That was, now we do. That was actually one of my news articles. Now I have to come up with a new one. <laughs> Bloody hell. It, it wasn't really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't give it away. Yeah. Oh. So, Dan, did you bring any furfies this week, or uh, are you just trying to guess our furfies? You're trying to crack I, our. Furfies? I think I'm gonna. I'm thinking I'm just gonna have a try and have a pick at both of picking your furfies this week. Oh, pick at my furfie, eh? <laughs> Don't mind if you do. Pick <laughs> everything. Whenever you that's a furfie dry lager over there. You can say anything in that exact like tone and context, and it would sound like innuendo. Ooh, I'm going to okay, school to pick, pick up, up my, my kids. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, see, it still pick sounds up your kids, like it. wouldn't you? Ooh, it's Mother's Day. I've got her a <laughs> gift. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, ooh, tonight I'm recording a podcast with my mates. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Sounds like innuendo every time. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Let's uh, jump in and try and crack the furphy. Ash, who, who do you want to go first? Me or you? I think you went first last week, so I will go first this week. All right. Sonny Manners. All right. Go for it, my man. Uh, hang on. Here we go. Okay. So three stories, two is... Two are real. One is a furphy. Story number one. Man is trying to tame second crocodile after pet he rescued 22 years ago died. Mm. Story number two. Large salmonella outbreak unmasks underground cannibal community in rural Germany. And story number three. Man finds abandoned railway after going down eerie stairway in his basement. That'll be cool. I'll, I hope that one is true. Dan, what are you thinking straight off the bat, mate? Hmm. Straight off the bat. I, I feel like the abandoned railway one is, would be quite plausible, actually, because you get all sorts of buildings like just built on top of old like railway lines, like developments thrown on top and stuff like that. I can see they're being all like built on top of like an old subway tunnel or something. Mm. And I can see the crocodile one like, or like like being some sort of Florida man. <laughs> Look it after his yeah, crocodile. 
What about Florida. what about the Simonella? Like this, this, this is the one which, uh, whether it's a furphy or not, I just want to hear more about this or potentially Ash's frame of mind when he came up with this. I think, uh, I don't know. I think Ash quite enjoys the word Simonella, so I can see this one. <laughs> <laughs> I Have you ever heard me say that word before? <laughs> no, Ash. You just have this. Uh, <laughs> This vibe. I just, go, I just have this, these moods where I just want to say the word salmonella <laughs> over and over. It just rolls off the tongue. I even want to write it. I like looking at the word salmonella. Maybe you got it confused with a brand of chocolate or something. So salmonella. <laughs> it's like sat, sat the word salmon by itself. Nah. The name Ella. No. Nah. Combine the two. Oh, hell oh baby, we got a winning formula there. <laughs> uh, all right. <sighs> So also, there's that. I believe I think it was the IT crowd or something with the German cannibal episode that comes to mind. So I'm already looking closely at story number two here. I, I don't know if you guys have seen that episode. I haven't. I've only watched like I have the first few I episodes. Forgot that it existed until you mentioned it. Yeah, it just popped into my head just then, but I'm I'm looking quite closely at this story too. Ah, you're one of the, in that uh, salmonella mood as well, Dan. Very very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised people aren't in a salmonella mood. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know what? I'm not cooking my chicken tonight. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have my chicken sashimi style tonight. I'm gonna have my chicken rare <laughs> because human is a red meat. And typically, you don't have to worry about, say, lamb or beef when you're cooking it for that type of thing. Would you get salmonella from human? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you definitely can't eat red meat raw. Well, you I can. Mean, you can. You kind of can if, you, if it's prepared right. Yeah, yeah. You, you have can have like steak tartare. I mean, you yeah, can, you have to, but it has to be very much prepared has, right to do. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you came with chicken too, just it's way more risky. Because I remember <laughs> seeing something in Japan when they're like, "No, nah, it's fine," and they're just like having raw chicken and dipping it in sauce and eating it. And it looks disgusting. You could imagine raw chicken, just the, the texture. <laughs> oh, it'd be so yeah. like you'd bite With into it and it'd be like well. crunchy but chewy at the same time. Yeah, it's slimy. <laughs> like it's just be no good. Be no good. I don't know why you'd want that. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it, Chief. No, especially because it's so nice. Chicken's one of the like nicest meats. Yeah, chicken's like, my favorite meat personally. Yeah, it probably is mine too. Um, yeah, I mean. Or that, that or a nice steak. Uh, oh. Sorry to any vegetarians or vegans listening, but yeah, join the meat-eating discussion. I actually don't eat that much meat. All my meal prep is vegetarian, but I do eat meat, and usually if I am eating meat, it's chicken. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do try to have, like, something vegetarian, let's say, like, once a month, just, like, general, like, try and be healthy, good for the environment, blah, 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 but I really can't say no to a good steak. Yeah. Good steak is top-notch. Anyway, are we have, have, have either of you picked a story? Yeah, I'm. Go, I'm going to go with the middle one. Um, I hope that poor person has a second crocodile or alligator or whatever <laughs> species you mentioned. And I think the I'm last sort of one's biting cool lizard. Too. Yeah, just a just a lizard. All right, Ash, what are we looking at? Wait, what did you? What one are you going with, Danny? You going with the same one? I, I'm going with the same one. I'm. I don't trust that German cannibalism story. <laughs> Well, ding, 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 you both got it right. Oh. That story I made up because apparently I'm obsessed with the word <laughs> salmonella. Oh, I was on to it. I knew it, Ash. You salmonella fiend. <laughs> I just love that raw chicken. <laughs> I just fucking crave it. 
All right. So did you want to hear more? prepared food. <laughs> did you want to hear more about the abandoned railway? I would love to. Because oh, I actually yeah. haven't read this article yet. I sort of kind of forgot about this until about an hour beforehand and I was scrambling for my stories. So, a man explored a cave hidden 30 feet beneath his house after finding a secret staircase that led there. And soon he discovered an abandoned railway under his home. The man named Stephen, who f- was filmed entering the cave by his cousin, Maya, who shared a video of the Indian... Well, that's written wrong. It says Indian Jones, but it's meant to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> the Indian Jones... <laughs> <laughs> style excursion with her 113,000 followers. What the fuck? Why does she have so many followers? As the Daily Star reports in the video, she follows Stephen into the basement and heads into a door with a sign next to it saying, Enter cave at your own risk. The daring duo then open the door and discover a flight of stairs that lead to a pitch black cave, and the two of them venture down to see what they can find. There's actually videos here, but I'm not going to play them to you as steven turns on the light he says i think it's like a safe place the underground railroad is like 30 feet underground it's um, like a safe place that doesn't yeah, sound like it a doesn't safe really place. explain doesn't. anything apart from the fact that they just found a railway under their house it doesn't say what it is or why it's there or anything <laughs> that's all that's pretty much all the article says all right yeah, when, when you're explaining, like, you know, she's following Stephen down the stairs and the, and the sign says, you know, beware. I'm like, God, yeah, that doesn't sound too good. Place, does it? doesn't sound like a safe place to me. Just like some the, dark the, the, abandoned the right railway. safety equipment. <clears throat> mm. Pardon me. Just like walking walking down there with, like, hard hats and high-vis vests. <laughs> Somehow I don't think they did. I'd, I'll be interested to see like, where it goes. Like, if that was under my yeah, house, that's what like, how I far does it I go? I was hoping would be in the article, like what the railway is, why it's there, what it connects to and from. And But mm. no, it's just about Stephen and Maya and 113,000 followers. <laughs> Maybe she is famous on TikTok or something. You know? Yeah, probably. Who isn't these days? I mean, I made a TikTok the other day. Um, I've still never used it. I Neither. I was very much against it for a long time, but then I was thinking like, you know, it's actually kind of, up my alley, just the type of content that is suited for that. Just like real short, dumb shit. I'm like, yeah, mm, see, maybe I could do one, something here, but haven't done One of my yet. friends in Perth said that he's like pretty into it and he struck me as the kind of person that would be like very, very against it. And I was like, oh, really? You're into like TikTok? And he goes, yeah, trust me. Like I thought the same thing before I got started doing it. But if you get you like if you look at this right stuff, you get your algorithm right, it's basically just Vine from back in the day. And I used to love Vine. So I'm like, yeah, I can see how that actually is tempting. Mm. Like I'd probably do it if I could get it set up like Vine, but I just can't be bothered right. setting it up. Yeah, like I can see there are some things up there that can actually be like kind of creative and like interesting. And then there's just a whole lot of like Teenagers dancing or like yeah, that's what I can't shitty shitty thing. Yeah, um, a lot of mine. <laughs> a, I've noticed a video trend pop up on YouTube. That's like YouTube is like going through and re- like rating advice or like rating recipes put up on TikTok and just shitting all over them. Pretty kind of enjoyable to be honest. But rating TikTok as financial advice and they're all just like, "Don't do this. You will go broke." <laughs> it's, it's funny how the algorithms Invest in work. Dogecoin. 
like my um my Instagram algorithm when you go to the search, it just comes up with like random stuff. Mine's like Nintendo Switch unboxings and like like chicks, like models popping up. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you? Lo- you're looking at um. Oh, who was it? Like, are they doing the same thing at the same time? Like, no, no, no. Models unboxing switches. No, never, never overlaps. Never overlaps. You can't, uh, you can't combine those things. Apparently. What do I have? I just get lo- like lots of like puppy pictures, which is nice. Yeah, I get the occasional dog uh, in like there some too. Some basketball um, and some footy things. Mine is mostly memes, and then a couple of sports things. Oh yeah, I also. I've got like a suggested search feature up the top that I've recently noticed. Mm. One thing that I've got is cursed <laughs> images. Oh, that's, I was just about to say, I only just noticed that for the first time on mine. First one on mine. I don't know if you can see it. Wrong way. Cursed images. Yep. Cursed images. Mine. Like cursed <laughs> images. And then I have like fitness and then I have like kitty cat. <laughs> My second one is original memes. The third one is Thanos car. I've never watched any of the Avengers movies and I don't know oh, yes. why my, that's my there. favorite genre of content. Thanos, Thanos car. car. <laughs> does he drive a car? <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he needs to. Does he have a spaceship or something? He does. He has the infinity gauntlet as well. He can just like teleport and oh, make yeah, his so own car. Absolutely does not need <laughs> yeah, that's car. Right. I would be a burden to him. <laughs> he, gets all, he gets all the infinity uh, stones. He's just like, yes, just wish to look for a car. Yes. <laughs> 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 he's like got all the infinity ghoul and he's like trying to go somewhere and he just like runs out of, of fuel and just like, damn it, if only I could just make some more. <laughs> um, my Tim, my Instagram is comfy outfit, home studio and sunsets. So that's nice. <laughs> Very scenic. Mm. And uh, aesthetic. I've got like yeah. a, a Nintendo Switch. There's a, a box for Pokemon Emerald. There's a custom PlayStation 5 with Homer Simpson on it. Then the rest is just like cheerleaders and girls and stuff. I'm like, all right, I don't know. I wasn't looking. I at, said that there's like usually that. like cheerleaders and stuff in mine as well, but I don't follow like any models or anything. I don't know why that comes up. Mm. But, the um, algorithm works in mysterious ways. Yeah, at the moment it's mostly memes, and that's where I like to keep it. Yeah, no, memes I, I my I, anywhere I can. The more places I can source memes from, the better. All right, Drew, you ready to hit us with your stories? Uh, yes. All right. So the first one is woman accused of animal abuse for popping lice in video viewed three million times. For popping lice. For popping lice. Yes. That's interesting. So that's like, you know, like squeezing them out. Uh, mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, dolphin meat is now Asia's leading cause of cancer. <laughs> What else we got here? Yikes. And McDonald's. Animal rights activists blockade uh, blockade burger factory. So okay, there's so straight away I'm thinking number three is correct. Yeah, that sounds like something I would do. Because that seems very Peter to do. Oh Peter, don't get me. Peter started. Pan. Mm, he's always causing trouble. Um so for me, I'm leaning towards story number two. It sounds very plausible, but I'm sure that they're, they're always saying that like this causes cancer, that causes cancer. But I'm pretty sure with the whole meat debate on whether meat causes cancer, they've 
always had a really hard time having scientific evidence. They've had like things that link yeah. it, but they've never been able to prove most and of it's it. It's like the, the studies that do like have a link or something, they're like conducted over like 50 years or something. So like yeah, it'd be very so easy for, for flaws to creep in or something. Like, cause there's supposedly a link between red meat and, and yeah, I keep hearing, yes, it's good. No, it's not. Yes. It, and it's just, mm. and then they just tell us like, look, just, just have it in moderation. <laughs> so we're best of both worlds. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking that one though. I don't know anything about dolphin meat. Maybe it's made of radiation. I don't know. <laughs> it's a radioactive isotope. Um, what I was story one again? Sorry. Yeah, so yeah, give story one again. Yep, so woman accused of animal abuse for popping lice in video viewed three million times. Hmm. That feels mm. very spe- kind of specific. Mm. I've never heard the term popping lice before. What do you- if you think it's very specific, yeah. what do you want them to be like? like in like, video viewed more than <laughs> oh, I don't know times, <laughs> <laughs> more than like more than I don't know fifty times. Yeah, I don't what know. do you want from me? <laughs> is there a count on the video? No, there is actually <laughs> somewhere between a hundred and a billion in the range. More than two. <laughs> Not incorrect. Um, the first thought that popped into my mind as well when you said popping lice was like popping candy. And I was like, that's... Yeah, that's actually the first thing I thought of as well. I mean, this is why our Instagram algorithms are similar. We are similar <laughs> mindsets. Um, I th- I'm going to go with story number two, just for the reasons that I said, that they've always had a tough time actually proving those links. Yeah, I am also going to go with story two. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was... Actually, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to lock in story two, Eddie. All right, two stories at number two. Ah, you see? Now that's a frothy firth. Yep, that's the firth, boys. Yeah, picked it out. I thought it – actually, I had you thinking about it a little bit more than I thought I would. I thought that was um pretty – pretty. There, there was another thought that was running through my head, and that was, of course, Drew has come up with a story involving a dolphin. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I thought the dolphin would have given it away straight away, but, you know <laughs> – there was like actually like I just, a, the Japanese people eat a lot of like ocean life that they're really not supposed to. Yeah. So that, it sounded very like it was plausible off the bat just because of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm and not like much it's, of it's, a, I don't think. Oh, sorry, I should go on. Oh, I was going to say, I just don't, I don't think it's like really their fault. It's like a cultural thing that they've had for so long now. It's hard mm. to break cultural norms. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not much of a fan of much from the ocean apart from fish. I like eating, you know, flake, salmon, all that type of thing. Tuna. Uh, but salmonella, yeah, just a bit, of, <laughs> just a bit of salmonella in the in the ocean. But when it comes to like a lot of the stuff uh, you see, like the Asian fish markets and that, they eat so much stuff I wouldn't even consider touching. Like I was watching yeah, a like uh, starfishes and shit. Yeah, starfish. There was like these sea these sea worms, and they looked like just pulsing sausages. Like they were just like throbbing, <laughs> and they looked disgusting. They looked awful. You didn't even have to use a voice to make that one innuendo. <laughs> no, no, no. But Be, literally, though, it was like it's like a brown pulsing sausage. It looked awful. <laughs> I'm like, how do you even eat that? I think it was actually on one of the. I forgot what it was called, but if you, yeah, that's right, on Channel Nine or Ten or whatever. Don't know. Uh, whenever I go to uh, Chantel's parents' place, we usually just watch TV. I never watch TV at home, but they have the TV on when we go to their place for tea. And um, 
it's not Gogglebox, the show where you watch people watching TV, but it's like those same people, they're going to a different country and they went to a, a fish market and they were like, I think their challenge was to eat um, stuff from the fish market or whatever, I don't really know, but they, they sat down and um, got like a plate of like, say squid tentacles and like they're still like moving and they like putting them in their mouth. Oh, yeah. I have, I have yeah. seen that before. Not that yeah. exact video you're talking mm. about, but I've seen like people do like that. the moving squid. It's like a reaction like salt or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It would like, be. Yeah. It's just like fresh. It's just like tense up. Yeah, the nerves are still in there and they're reacting to like the salt being on it. It's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it cooked, let alone just like. Uncooked and moving. Squirming <laughs> going down your throat. Yeah, so oh, well, if you like seafood, good on you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't like any seafood. No, no fish either? No, nah, no fish. I'll Can, eat sushi and, and, like with seaweed, but I won't eat like any sushi that has fish in it. Yep. I just... Like, I, I wish I liked seafood. From what I can tell, it is really good if you do like it, but I just don't like it. <laughs> no, fair yeah. enough. I never used to like seafood, like, growing up, and then recently I've acquired a taste for salmon. Yeah, right. Which is, like, one of the kind of, like, strongest real nice seafood tastes. Yeah. The smell of, like, being in the seafood aisle at the supermarket oh, makes yes. me feel sick Gross. and it gives me a massive headache. And when people are like, yeah. if somebody's cooking tuna or salmon in my house, I have to like stay in my room because yeah. if I go out there, it'll make me feel sick. My dad, he he used to go fishing all the time. So we had like a backlog of like fish from the, the weekend he went out. So we would have like salmon on the barbecue. It's, it's not like the salmon a lot of people think of. It's not like the, uh, um, I've got the, the name of the species, water, but it's, it's not the type of salmon that goes from the ocean up the stream of water to go and breed. It's like like a very specific breed to down here in South Australia. But um, we put that he puts it on the barbecue. And it was really nice. Put a bit of chicken salt on it. It's quite good. But we would have it like four or three times a week. And I was just so sick of it. And it sort of just yeah. turned me off of seafood full stop. And down here as well, like if you go to the fast food shop and get like a bit of flake or something, it's just like it's no good. Um, but it wasn't oh, until we I went up the remember east that time coast. We went to the Mm-hmm. The swimming lake, and we got like a piece of like butterfish, and it came out like radioactive yellow. Yeah, no, no joke. That was the worst food. Full stop. I've had in my whole life. It was fucking awful. And I've never. <laughs> oh, like, like a good fish and chips is that, like yeah, uh, good, but like bad fish and chips is like worse than anything you have. Mm. Is that place still like a open? bad cheeseburger? Is bad. It's got it's got new owners now. Actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's like it's, a it's bad okay, cheeseburger. It's like bad whatever. A yeah. bad piece of fish and chips is just foul. Mm. But yeah, so. We had a lot of bad experiences down here because it's just like not fresh and not whatever. But when we went up the east coast, there's like plenty of places on the coast where you can get fresh fish and chips, fresh fish. You could go to like a like a deli pretty much, and like you can point at it and they chuck it straight in the fryer, and that made me absolutely fall in love with like fresh, fresh flake and fresh fish. It was really really good going up there. So ever since I've been, uh, I've enjoyed it a lot more. But no, haven't got haven't gotten into like the oysters and mussels and bloody oh, sea worms and oh fucking jesus don't know about that so oysters when I, is like snot <laughs> when i used to live back down in the southeast like growing up i lived in a town called south end which i'm sure both of you know mm-hmm. is a fishing town my dad was a fisherman 
it made growing up and hating seafood quite difficult yeah, because right. we had it very often. Oh, do you reckon that's why? Uh, yeah. Do you reckon that's why you don't like it? No, nah, I, I hated it from the get-go. Right. I never had a period where I liked it. As far as I can remember, I was like, they'd be having seafood, I'd be having two-minute noodles. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, no, don't blame you. A healthy and nutritious dinner for a growing boy. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. I definitely should have been having the seafood. Yeah. It's like one of the healthiest foods you can have is fish. You look back in history and you look at the alternative path. If you did like seafood, you just like ripped just all that protein yeah. that got put into you. <laughs> Probably grow another half a foot before I've stopped growing. Get all the protein and calcium from the... I'll just drink all, all that omega-3. That's it. All right, shall we go on to our next lot of stories? Yeah, man. Throw throw them at us. Okay. So story number one. Man plugs in old VHS player from storage to discover homemade sex tape of his parents inside. Jeez. (laughs) Story number two. Domino's pizza delivery driver who pulled a wheelie in front of a howling crowd has been sacked. And story number three, woman addicted to eating her own hair has a giant hairball with tail removed from her stomach. Yuck. Okay, I really hope one and three are both creations there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, two of them are true, so you you are not that fortunate. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope the the bloody hair one. Like, people, there are some shows online... Or even just like normal TV where people just like eat and drink just like the like, dumbest like stuff. My Strange Addiction or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. that show. Yeah, just it's like why are you addicted to eating, don't know. Like I've seen like, I haven't actually ever watched that show, but I've seen like articles about it, like people addicted to eating mattresses and drywall and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, how do you, <laughs> how do you try that, that in like, the first place? Like when do you there think was a dude who oh, tried might to have eat a, a plane or something? <laughs> Oh, that was like an art thing. That guy ate an entire plane. What? So there was a guy that I think it was <laughs> like an art thing that he did because you know how anything's there was art a few if you years say it is. Yeah, it ha- I'm pretty sure it happened in like the 80s and 90s. It took him like 15 years or something. He ate an entire plane. Not all in one go, of course. <laughs> he just had one 15-year session of a plane. Of a plane. That was it. Yeah, if he did have it in one session, I could just imagine at the table with his knife and fork, just like in front of this plane, like, oh boy, I'm peckish tonight. Like <laughs> how many? Wonder how many knives he went through. <laughs> it's like, hey, honey, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, just a bit of fuselage. Yeah, no, we got a few oh. leftovers of this fucking plane in the fridge. <laughs> just gobble on that. <laughs> Do you want some wings tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big chicken. Oh, I don't feel like plane tonight. Can I have car instead? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got we got that one. Chicks eating the hair. I don't know if that's just like eating. Like that could just be like chewing on a ponytail because I, I know like people like people do that. I've never gotten into that because I can't reach my hair. Um, don't know. Do you ever <laughs> chew on your hair, Ash? Do, I do not chew on my hair. Yeah. I as soon as it gets anywhere near my mouth, I'm like. <laughs> I hate it when my hair gets in my mouth. Um, All right, so we've been I talking. Can see story two definitely being true. What was story two again? Was justice do- for that the Domino's guy. wheelie guy? Was that- <laughs> yeah, Domino's yeah. wheelie guy. Domino's wheelie guy. We demand justice. And what was the first one? Give the man his job back. 
The first one was a man plugs in old VHS player from mm. storage to discover homemade sex tape of his parents inside. Just the way you, the way that's worded to find his like sex tape of his parents inside. I'm like, well, don't say sex tape and inside in the same sentence. <laughs> so I get it. The sex tape inside not in the your VHS. Phone voice true. Yeah, oh, sex tapes inside the VHS. <laughs> It's right in the middle of that machine. <laughs> How else is it meant to be worded? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm certainly not the genius that's going to reword that sentence, but. <laughs> All right. So I reckon the Furphy is. Uh, I don't know if I'm just going to vote for number two again because that's my safe place, number two. I don't know. But the Domino's, the Domino's really good. I just feel like. Story one. Yeah, that could be. The Domino's wheelie guy, it's just like, it's the story we're focused on the least. Because, you know, it's a guy does a wheelie. It is. But it also does sound like there's something like a, a big company like Domino's would do. It's like, oh, mm, little Timmy's going to get like poorly influenced by a Domino's driver popping a wheelie. I mean, if I were the CEO of a company and one of my employees did that, I would give him a promotion and a raise. Mm. Oh, yeah. Your own corner office. <laughs> <laughs> you are now the manager of your branch. <laughs> yeah, you just kick off the actual like. It is now investor. mandatory Domino's procedure to deliver all food while popping wheelies or and or doing burn <laughs> It's now you just have to deliver it on a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say I can see that one being real. I can see all of them being real. Like realistically, there is someone out there who is addicted to eating the hair. There is some Domino's, Domino's employee who's popping wheelies on the bloody company bike. Oh, and someone probably has defi- more than one. <laughs> yeah, and someone has definitely found their parents doing the deed on a VHS um, within the yeah before too. So I don't know. Well, I've got to think. I've got to. I've got to really think about it again. So my my instinct was right last time about about Ash's Simonella addiction. So, what's he what's he thinking this time? Was he ordering pizza tonight? So Domino's was on the mind. Was he thinking about his parents and they were on his mind? <laughs> or was he brushing his hair? So that's why he came up with the furphy. There's lots of there's lots of uh, reasons he could have come up with either of these stories. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna say number three. Just bugger it. That's a very plausible one. But Ash was right, brushing yeah. his hair. I'm, I'm going with story number one. Number one, all right. Just out of pure hope for that poor soul. <laughs> and, and also, it just feels like a lot of effort to film something on VHS. Maybe just at this time. That's all. That's technology. all they had back then, Dan. That's all they had. So, well, Dan, your your hope has prevailed because number one yes. was the furphy. Well done. Ah, you see? Now that's a frothy furf. That's a bloody frothy furf, Dan. No, I promise, Drew, I was not thinking about my parents when I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, do you want to hear about the lady addicted to eating her hair? I think I have to, Ash. Because yep. I read a bit of this one and it's pretty cooked. <laughs> a woman who was addicted to pulling out and eating her own hair had a giant hairball measuring 15 centimetres removed from her stomach. That's not good. According to a medical journal. The 38-year-old who was suffering from nausea, vomiting and an extremely swollen abdomen when she arrived at hospital in the US had a, had suffered dramatic weight loss, remo- uh, removing losing 15 pounds over the previous eight months after she lost her appetite. 
Pardon me. That's the whole article. But yeah, it was large. 15 centimeters is very big. Yeah. That's like the size, a little bit bigger than one of these beer bottles we've got. Mm. Yeah. That, like imagine that in your stomach and it's a bowl. It's not just a line. It's like diameter, 15 centimeters. Of your own hair. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not someone else's hair. I also had a oh. tail. <laughs> That was my favorite part of the article <laughs> is just like has giant hairball with tail removed from her stomach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I um I cleaned out a vacuum cleaner today and it was just full of Chantel's hair. So I can relate to this. I can relate so to this much woman. Hair. Mm. <laughs> I can relate. I cleaned out did the you, vacuum Did you cleaner. eat it afterwards? <laughs> I, I thought Ooh, about delicious. it. Delicious. But I was actually full from lunch, so I just I, I put it in the yeah, fridge for later. Enough, fair lunch, which was Chantel's hair. <laughs> that was his own hair. <laughs> yeah, I just lick it off my chin. Oh, I'm a bit hungry. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump into all right, Drew, what, round two. What minor? So what are mine again? Okay, so story number one: Justin Bieber dem- demands farmers stop being lazy and produce sugar-free fruit. Number two, item in Richard Branson's kitchen raises eyebrows and distracts people from space launch announcement. Whoops, I've got the, the video playing, which I think just gave that one away. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever this one is, we know it's real. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have noticed because I, I didn't yeah, hear Yeah, I didn't anything. hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I could hear it through my headphones, so I thought it might have come through. Oh, well. I gave it away, not not uh, this one, but <laughs> Scott Morrison addresses uh, McDonald's <laughs> McDonald's rumour on Kylie oh, and yes. Jackie O. So, yeah, you already knew it was really nice. It's all good. So, out of the two then, boys, <laughs> what, what do we think? Um, I'm, I believe I saw something about story number three pop up in my Twitter feed today. About the Something Scott- about while... Turnbull and Kevin Rudd are c- trying to go on and get vaccines and stuff. ScoMo is still trying to address his Engadine situation. Is that about the McDonald's that he shat himself in the car park? I'm not sure. 1997. Oh, I'm not quite sure. I yeah, can, that, 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 I'm pretty uh, sure that McDonald's has a plaque saying like Scott Morrison shat himself here or something like along those lines in the car We, we can be proud of our country as it's the only one with a leader who has publicly shat himself. <laughs> well, to, to the common knowledge. Um, the Justin Bieber one to me sounds very plausible because a lot of celebrities that have that kind of persona do that kind of thing and say that kind of shit for publicity. Mm. Because I remember when, like, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly did this thing talking about saying something about people wearing shoes or something like that. And it's not, like, because apparently he's a big rock star now because he's done one rock album instead of rap. And now he thinks that people, like, wearing nice shoes is not, like, rock enough. And they You're should up. be wearing... Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, everyone was something, your shoes. It was something along those lines. Or I might have it backwards. Maybe it was you should be wearing better shoes or something. I can't remember. But it was just the most pretentious thing I've ever heard. But he absolutely just did it for publicity because he knew it would get people talking about him because it was just absurd. 
All right. Well, I'm, I'm just. All right. And story number two. I'm just Googling which, the machine gun Kelly thing here. We'll continue on. It's taken forever to load, whatever. Sorry, Dan. Sorry to cut you off, but <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say story number two is something that's really happened. <laughs> but what was I also that was that was the one that Drew accidentally played with no, that was Branson th- going into space no, with that was a number three, wasn't item it? in his kitchen. That's number three was accidentally played. himself. Yeah, on the that radio was the one again. That, that was the one you accidentally played, wasn't it? Number three. No, I'm not telling you now. If you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Number one was Justin Biebs with the no fructose fruit. Number two was Richard Branson having weird things in his space kitchen. And number three was ScoMo going on Kyle and Jackie O talking about the time he shot himself. <laughs> um, All I know is Richard Branson had gone into space, but I didn't know, didn't pay attention to what he had in his kitchen. Yeah, I haven't seen. I've heard a lot about it. I haven't seen any of the stuff about his space launch. The space, the thing I heard of him in space was while he was in space. So I don't know that his kitchen was present when he was in space. Um, but I mean, he might have had an announcement before he left that was from his house. I don't know. I didn't hear about it until it had actually happened. Wonder what this item actually was without having read the article. Yeah, see the, the like, thing that gets me <laughs> is that the this one's very clickbaity, which makes me yeah, think oh that yeah. it is real. Mm. Then the Justin Bieber one is the kind of shit that he would yeah. say. I mean, so is the Scott Morrison one. They're all clickbait. <laughs> That's why I clicked on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with number one. I'm also gonna go with number one. I'm just trying to think of what old mate Richard had in his kitchen. Ah, right. uh, you see? Now that's a frothy firth. That's a frothy firth, boys. That was a, f- uh, a firth. So Justin Bieber demands farmers stop being lazy and produce sugar-free fruit. Justin Bieber did not say that. Don't, uh, don't go spreading that. Justin Bieber's a good man. He's a, he's a Christian man now. He's a nice man, so don't, uh, don't bother is him. Is he actually Christian? <laughs> he, I think he did turn he to the church. He might say he is, but he's probably not. Yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't kept up with Justin Bieber for a while, but I remember he went off He went off the rails a little bit, and I think he like came back and said, you know, I'm all good now. I'm, I found my faith and all this stuff. I'm like, good on you, man. Whatever makes you happy. He's, and, he's like married and stuff now as well. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a, you know. I'd I mean, I'll, I'll take, day, I'll take Christian bead, over but... Scientologist any day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Just, just for my insanity, what was the item in Richard Branson's kitchen? All right, so I'm going to read this. Save from, me a click, Drew. I'll save you a click. I'll save everyone a click. So <laughs> from news.com.au, uh, despite announcing his first ever voyage to space, people couldn't get past sm- a small detail in Sir Richard Branson's kitchen. And the article reads, social media has gone wild over one item displayed in Sir Richard Branson's kitchen cabinets, bizarrely overshadowing his space launch announcement. Mr. Branson is an ultra-wealthy ultra from his lucrative virgin business, and earlier this week he became the first billionaire to launch into space. The British businessman is also good friends with Tesla CEO uh, Elon Musk. In a snappy share to Twitter, with the two high-flying billionaires spent the morning together in one of uh, Mr. Branson's rental homes before he jetted off into the universe. However, Twitter users were more interested in his kitchen than they were in the space race. So he he posted a a tweet um, basically saying, uh, a big day ahead, uh, (laughs) great to start the morning with a friend, feeling good, feeling excited, feeling ready. So he just posted in his kitchen in front of some cabinets, 
and uh, Twitter did not take too good to that. So the article continues. A journalist on Twitter pointed out that all the money in the world clearly didn't guarantee a nice home. Quote, to have billions of dollars and those cabinets? What's the point? <laughs> Another user is goes... Is that all it is? Is, yeah. this, a, is, is that, this about his cabinets? Yeah, because he's just got like... And it took them that long to get to that point as well. That's, that was about oh, this five, is- five like. This is the epitome of a clickbait article. <laughs> it's it's news.com. What do you expect? This is just like, <laughs> the thing is with, with Kraken Furfies, look, we're looking for just dumb trash. And that's what we found on news.com. That's how you found it. Yeah, you know, most of my news stories I find by just like Googling obscure news. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Funny news, I, obscure news. I remember news. when I was in one of the pilot runs we did. I just searched Florida man and took like the first two stories. <laughs> so yeah. That's but a good one actually. I guess it like, you know, when you think of billionaire, you think of like just an immaculate home. But this guy, like if, if he's if he's happy just with like a not just like crazy expensive cabinets and all that, that's he's obviously focused on doing other stuff, which is fine. It's all good. I think people are just uh just bored, maybe in lockdown or something, obviously, but um I'm I'm interested in about this uh, McDonald's rumor as well. So this is also from news.com. You know, just plenty of sources I've got out there. Just straight to <laughs> news.com. So Scott Morrison addresses McDonald's rumor on Kylie and Jackie O. Uh, the article reads: Scott, uh, sorry, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has finally faced Kyle, <laughs> Kyle and Jackie O. Uh, more than two years after they asked him to come on their show to address his most unfortunate rumor. Mr. Morrison has never appeared on the KIISFM uh, breakfast show, joking with the radio host that he was waiting for one of them, uh, waiting for them to become the number one show before he called in. But Mr. Morrison today used the show's wide reach to get the word out about the government's coronavirus support payments. Uh, earlier this week, the PM announced, uh, "Yeah, don't have to, that's just coronavirus stuff. Enough. That's important stuff. Don't have to worry about that." Um, <laughs> Kyle Sandlands admitted today his opinion about the Prime Minister had changed. Quote, I was not a fan of yours from the beginning, Sandlands said. Uh, I didn't vote for you, but now I regret it. <laughs> Sandlands said that he watched the PM handle a disaster after a disaster, and now he felt safe with Morrison running the joint. Um, I, ga- I really gave it I really gave it to you hard, Sandlands said, but I've changed my mind. Uh, it's taken a long time to get to the point. Sorry, boys. Uh, Mr. Morris, Mr. Morrison and the radio duo continued to have a lighthearted conversation with Jackio attempting to get the PM to admit who was the best premier. Um, then the conversation had to wind up. Mr. Morrison said he wanted to address an old rumor the radio host had previously perpetrated. Quote, can I clear up something from years ago? Mr. Morrison asked. The the PM went on to address the long-standing rumor that he'd soiled himself at McDonald's in Sydney South after his beloved uh, uh, what what are these uh, what's this football team called? Colorado Sharks. Cronulla Sharks. Cronulla Sharks. Yeah. Right. Uh, lost the final in 1997. Quote: It was the biggest urban myth ever. Is a complete utter rubbish. Mr. Morrison told the host today. I found the whole thing That's ridiculously amusing. <laughs> and I always joke about it. It was absolutely total rubbish. I feel like that's the sort of rumor that's just like so weird that it can't be fake. 
Like, yeah. how does a rumor and, like and that like, get started? Obviously, not he's gonna, not going to go on probably. there and say it happens. Like, why would he do that? He's obviously like, whether it happened or not, he's going to go on there and say it didn't. Of course, he just comes up. Yeah. No, no, in nineteen ninety-seven, I shit myself. I did. <laughs> I, I think I think he's protesting a little bit too much there. Mm. I'd have mad respect for him if he went on there and admitted it. But I would he too. Never was going to. I'd be like Cole Sandlin's like. No. I feel I feel good with you running the joint now. You admitted you shit yourself. That's a that's a that's a big man act. It's a big man act. Ugh. Oh, that's funny. So I don't know if it goes on to say anything else. So he pooped his pants. Jack <laughs> No, I don't, uh, it goes Kyle on. Kyle hates you. It goes on a little bit, but you know he pretty much is saying that he didn't poop himself. But we all know he did. Mm. It's a proven fact. <laughs> Scientifically proven, proven several times. This is more. <laughs> this is more scientifically proven than the link between red meat and cancer. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned the uh, machine gun Kelly, not buddy. The footwear debate from earlier. Um, I've got this from uh, alt altpress.com. So it looks like machine gun Kelly has sparked quite the debate about the warped tour. An appropriate. <laughs> punk rock stage attire. This week, the tickets to my downfall performer opened up about why artists in the rock industry shouldn't wear comfortable shoes on stage. Of course, many musicians have now shared their thoughts on the rapper's opinion. Machine Gun Kelly was recently interviewed for Spotify's Rock This. During the interview, he de- detailed why the state of rock and roll depends on rock stars as well as he revealed why musicians need to stop wearing comfortable shoes on stage. In particular, he talks about why shoe, why the shoes he noticed during his time on the Warp Tour. Quote, I state the state of rock and roll depends on rock stars, he says. You got to see some fuck you and you got to see some fuck you. I have to. Okay. I want some attitude, dude. This is what I fucking hate. I did warped tour and these people could wear comfortable shoes on stage every day fuck your nike fucking fuck new balance comfy shoes because it makes you feel comfortable put on some dr martins put on some fucking chucks put on some vans it's not about you it's about the show you don't look cool man i hate your fucking feet i hate your fucking shoes i hate everything about your rock and rolls comfortable it's uncomfortable it's a metaphor your shoes are a metaphor. Fuck you. Okay. This is a bloke that had done rap up until the album before this album that he put out most recently and now is apparently the writes the guidelines for rock. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is something that I'm like 100% certain that he just said to get publicity. He didn't probably didn't believe it or even care about it. Yeah, maybe, but it worked. It got you, a lot of Yeah, absolutely. It got it. people talking about him. I didn't talk about him until I heard about that. And I was like, what a knobhead. But then I was like, yeah, it's working. I'm talking about him. Mm. It's a bit like what happened with Miley Cyrus years ago. When she, oh, she's she's like, she's gone off the wagon. She's lost herself. You know, she's doing like wrecking ball, wearing no clothes. She's going like, you know, a bit more, a bit more adult and whatever. And that got her so much attention. She's like one of the more, she's one of the biggest artists in the world now. And yeah, absolutely. She's got like a team of producers behind her. It's not like she's just like some chick who's made a YouTube account. She's like putting up videos she shouldn't. It's It's just uh, Billy Ray in the background telling her what to do. (laughs) Now take off all your clothes, Miley. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, 
Yep. You just you <laughs> jump on this ball and I'll swing it and I'll get the iPhone out. We'll, <laughs> we'll record it. We'll put it on the internet. Yeah. Uh, so I that, bet she's broken his achy breaky heart a few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, boys. That's all our furfies for tonight. Um, but Dan. We're uh, we're trying to yes. we're trying to get a sponsorship around here, mate. Um, cracking furfies. Yes. We're trying to get get the reps' attention. Um, is, that, is that is that him down at the end of the bar down there? Uh, don't know. Uh, Barman, is that is that the rep? Is he in tonight? Yes, he is actually. He quite often comes in. Oh, well, fantastic. So, Dan, do you have anything to try and impress the rep? Like last week, we just we just sort of explained how great Furfy was. But uh, do you have anything in mind this week? We really we're out of ideas. We're up to episode two, and we're just fucking out of ideas already. It's hard work brainstorming all these ideas. Mm, it is. Well, what what I'm thinking here, what I'm thinking, just go with me here. Mm. Might be completely not effective at all, but some form salmonella. of cracking Furfy's branded, <laughs> cracking Furfy's branded uh, salmonella injection. <laughs> Pure salmonella the, injection. All your local bottle shops. All right, so let's approach new, the rep. Dan, do you want to? It's a new uh, new beer infused with the salmonella and with the face of the draw and ash on the bottle. All right, well, Perfect. I'll approach the rep and you, you set off the salmonella talk. All right, Matt? <laughs> All right, boys, impress me. Why should we sponsor you? Being sponsored by Furphy is a very prestigious title. All right, Dan, this is, this is your shot, mate. All right, get us that sponsorship. Well, well, mate, there's a massive gap in your market. And you know what that gap is? Salmonella enthusiasts. Mm. They're all over the world. You could be taking that market by storm. <laughs> raw chicken, raw beef, furfy. Cracking furfies. Combine the three things. What have you got? The world's number one food poisoning based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ash. And you, it could be. Yeah. The Kraken Salmonellas. Kraken Salmonellas. What do you think? Mm. That'd be like our rival podcast, just like the Kraken Salmonellas. <laughs> Imagine if, like, we actually the were popular and we spawned like a rival podcast, Kraken Salmonella. Because <laughs> mm. mm. Ash, do you ever go to the supermarket and you're just like, I really need a salmonella-based product to buy? <laughs> Keep in the no, cupboard. Because I was saying before well, that I, I, I could really get raw chicken, but I need I don't buy more. much meat. I very rarely buy meat. <laughs> so like I don't even get anything with the opportunity to get salmonella. Well, that's I'm exactly like drinking infected water or something. <laughs> that's exactly why you need <laughs> one of these products. What, yeah, exactly. What, this is I need um, this so, because it's so hard for me to get naturally. <laughs> so super easy to make as well. You just take a furphy. <laughs> Pour it over a raw chicken and rebottle it. You don't even have to use any extra resources. You could grind the raw chicken up and add it to the furfy mix. It's fantastic. A little bit of extra texture. All right. Well, what is the red? A mouthfeel. <laughs> Barley hops and live hen. Ooh, live hen. <laughs> the Rocky Balboa special beer and raw eggs. All right. All right, Rep. What do you think of that, mate? Do we have the sponsorship on episode two? Sorry, boys. Oh, fuck. We're all sponsored up this month. I'll be back next month if you want to give it another go. I'm honestly surprised he would even consider giving us another go after that, <laughs> that sales pitch. <laughs> I, I am devastated. That was such a good product idea. Yeah. And it was a million-dollar idea and just walking out the door. 
Well, you know, you've got to try and pitch it to many different people. Maybe we have to pitch it to a different company. Maybe uh, Arnott's. Arnott's will be interested in that um, that thing. The milk salmonella biscuit. <laughs> well, there's a there's a bird as the logo, so it fits. Mm. <laughs> Just consider that bird dead hey, and Ingham's, in your mouth Ingham's. uncooked. <laughs> Ingham's, I've got a new product line for you. <laughs> Just market your You're food, but tell them not to cook it before they eat it. It's perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. Oh, jeez. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Ash, thank you very much. Dan, thank you very much. It was great having you. Great having a conversation here at the bar. Um, anything else before we jump off? Um, Don't eat raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, please for the, prepare for the all record your meat effectively. <laughs> for the record, we don't condone not cooking your food and eating unprepared meat at all. No, prepare cook your, your food properly before you ingest it. Definitely, definitely. Um, unless we get this product out there with Furphy's blessing, um, <laughs> and then do it, do it all the way. Yeah. They're the one that has to cop the lawsuit, not us. Yeah, that's why we need their sponsorship. We can't do it by ourselves. Everything we said about Salmonella was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can do all that fun stuff. You can definitely not sue us for getting Salmonella. And uh, (laughs) until then, until next week, we'll catch you later. See you guys. Farewell. Goodbye. Kraken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.